take this and this and put them together. Right. What to else can I do with that? Yeah. It's fun to play. You might say we found a deeper meaning. <laughs> deeper meaning. Oh, Ooh, we got that all the way back around. What a treat. <laughs> to the Forced In Features. My name is Kevin James Siebert, and I am thrilled to be here with you today to talk about the Forced In Fringe Festival. If you're unaware of what this Fringe Festival is, I don't blame you because we don't really use those kind of words around here very often. But the Tish Mills Fringe Festival is the brainchild of Michael Sheik's who has taken inspiration from other festivals around the United States. And it's six one-acts over two weekends. This non-juried one-act festival um, came together by selecting producers randomly from a hat sometime back in January or February. So there are six producers, and each of them has one-hour slots, which includes a 10-minute setup, a 40-minute performance, and a 10-minute strike. And what's really exciting about the Fringe Festival that we have here at the Inn is that two of our shows are Wisconsin world premiere plays. That means these shows have not been fully staged ever before you see them at the Fringe Festival. And the productions are part of World Premiere Wisconsin, which is a statewide festival celebrating new plays and musicals, which runs from March 1st to June 30th. Now, these plays are separated into two pods, so you'll be able to experience all six shows over two days. So, on Friday, May 10th, Sunday, May 21st, and Saturday, May 27th, you'll be able to see On Your Shoulder, which is one of our world premieres, Trailer Trash, and Deeper Meaning, which is our second world premiere play. Then, on Saturday, May 20th, Friday, May 26th, and Sunday, May 28th, you'll be able to experience Edgar's Ghost, The Last Ship, and Actor's Nightmare. Now, today, I was lucky enough to have the cast and crew of one of our world premieres, Deeper Meaning, talk about their experience bringing the show to life. All right, everybody. I would love to have the cast and crew, the writer, director of Deeper Meaning, introduce themselves to you. So why don't we just go around the table and introduce yourself and how you're attached to the show. My name is Rachel Wozniak Sanford, and I am playing Chris Kitt. Uh, my name is Eric Westfall. I am playing Professor Robert Kinley. I'm Katie Schrader. I'm assistant directing. Uh, Martin Prevost. I wrote and directed. Thank you all so much for being here. I'm really excited about seeing this, this production because it's one of our world premiere plays. So, Martin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm curious uh, where you came from, how this, this uh, story came to life. All right, well, this started back when I was in college in 2009. Um, I was actually taking a British literature class at the time, and I was also working in our theater's uh, front office doing random tasks. But most of my days was sitting there 
waiting to answer phones in case they rang or for people to come in. So I was left with many hours to do nothing. <laughs> um, I had to go to work straight after my British literature class one day where we read the poem Porphyria's Lover. Um, and from the moment we finished that class until I got sat down at my desk um, to go to work, I just had this idea running through my head. So I started typing it. Um, and by the time I finished my shift that day, I had the first draft of this play done. Um, from there, um, I went to the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh where they did a one-act uh, stage reading. You can win. It's a one-act competition. Um, I submitted it for that, uh, probably along with like nine other plays because I wrote a ton when I was in college. Nice. Um, this is the one that got picked. So it had a singular staged reading um, in 2010. Actually, we just hit the um, anniversary of it a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then I kind of did nothing with it. I've always wanted to for the longest time. I've just never had the right um, opportunity to actually try to get this thing up on its feet and get it fully produced and see what it actually looks like with everyone moving around and all the pieces all together. Um, and that's what this gave me. Um, it gave me the opportunity. The minute Katie actually told me about all of this um, and that I should submit my name for it, I knew then already, and that was December, um, that this is what I was going to do. That this I'm was such a pusher. Yeah, <laughs> she's such a pusher. She is. Uh, but I knew this was this was the piece I was going to do um, if I got selected. So it all just kind of comes full circle, and you know, I get to see what an audience thinks of uh, this weird world I've created. I love a weird world. That's for sure. So you spend a lot of time with this in your head, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, how did you find your actors? Um, well, Eric and I have... Um, I've only been back doing community theater for the last year. Um, me and Eric were in Much Ado About Nothing through Play by Play last August, I think that was. Uh. July. 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 Early July. Okay. And then we did A Christmas Story in, um, that was December, through Evergreen. So we had worked together. I know Eric. And when I, even back then in December when Katie told me about this opportunity, and I went, this is the show I'm doing, the first thing I went is, I'm offering this part to Eric. I had other people in mind, just in case he said no, because I understand schedules and everything else. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I went, this is, this is one of the people I'm offering it to. Um, so we were actually at a Christmas party, a Christmas story cast party. Yes. Where a conversation came up. Yes, that's that's when that conversation first <laughs> nice. came up. Um, there was a lot of drinking, so I was sitting there typing a message, going, "Hey, do you want to do going?" I don't know if he's even going to remember this conversation. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, I'm going to offer. Um, Rachel and I um, were doing a play called Murder by Misadventure back um, when I got the offer to do this. And I saw Rachel in The Shining Lives earlier that year, or I guess it would have been last year at this point, uh, that season. And um, I went, she'd do really good with this other part because I was kind of struggling um, because in the original version, it was two male characters. And when I decided to do it here, I decided to turn the student character into a female because I think it works better uh, for the story, because, you know, when you're in college, you think differently than when you're 12 years later. Right. Um, 
and I thought Rachel would do a really good job bringing that character to life. So I offered her, so I asked her one day after we were done with the performance, gave her a copy of the script to read, and the next time we had our break in our performance run, we came back and she said, yeah, she wanted to do it. So um, that's how I got my cast. Uh, Katie, I got on to be the assistant director, one, because she's the one that got me into this, um, <laughs> and two, because I know I needed someone who was just way more organized than I am sure. to, to watch the other, the, all those other aspects that I know I'm just going to forget. <laughs> I sure do know that sentiment. I would lose my head if it wasn't attached to my body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, before, I would love to hear from Eric and Rachel, but before I, um, I get them talking away, tell us, tell us what the show is about. All right, so um, this play, it takes place in a college professor's office. It's a beautiful spring day. It doesn't that really, but it's part of the show. It's a beautiful spring day. <laughs> um, and Chris Kidd goes, shows up at her professor's office to talk about a paper she wrote on the poem Porphyria's Lover by Robert Browning. Um, that poem is about a woman who goes through a terrible storm to meet up with her lover and is subsequently strangled with her own hair. Mm. Uh, Fun. Yes, it's a fun poem. Lighthearted. It's, yes, it's, it's a comedy. It's a comedic poem. Really something for um, everyone. Right. It's fun for the whole family. Um, so they begin this dialogue looking for the deeper meaning of the poem and why she got the grade she got. And all the while, as it's moving through this, as they're talking about this poem, it becomes a little more clear that there's a little more connection for the professor in this poem than what people would want there to be. Nice, nice. Thank you. Um, Eric and Rachel, hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm curious, um, especially after hearing Martin's story about how he asked you all to be part of this project, um, what, what attracted you to being a part of this, especially as like a world premiere and being approached by the guy who wrote it? I'm, I, that must have have had some kind of pressure or excitement, right? I, I Indeed, it did. Um, I, I must say, though, I, when, <laughs> when he approached me, I hadn't actually had a chance to look at it before. I just, having worked with uh, Martin a couple times already and had it being a, a great experience and, and uh, really enjoyed the, the energy and everything that he brings, so I thought, hey, this sounds like something I'd like to check out. It wasn't anything that I was really doing at the time. What I didn't realize is he was going to, you know, in one way, shape, or form, make me memorize an entire Robert Browning poem, so, you know, verse and all, so... Uh, also, let the record show, we've been trying to get Eric to the force for years now. Yes. <laughs> also, he's, he's memorized Shakespeare. That's also poetry. <laughs> That's true. So, but, but, no, it's it's been uh, uh, a really good experience so far, and the character, both characters, really have... there's depth there and there's uh, it's it's just fun uh, you know a lot of the stuff that seems to be done uh, the forest in not uh, withstanding because they do just a little bit of everything but it seems like a lot of others kind of focus on a little bit more light-hearted fair and, and that so it was nice to get something a little meatier and you know, and something where you're from the beginning to the end, people are like oh that didn't go how I thought it might <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when Martin had first started telling me about it, um, I was instantly like, wow, that sounds really cool. I'm really into like 
it's not necessarily a mystery, but like, you know, kind of just a little bit got those hints of something else underneath there. Um, and I like literature and all that kind of stuff. So I just thought it was a, a cool idea for a show. And so I read it and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm sold. I like it. Um, <laughs> like Eric was saying, you know, the, so many of the other shows that they do are comedies that from 50, 60 years ago, you mm-hmm. know, so it's fun to do something um, that's newer and done for the very first time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. How How is it being actors in a new play? I know a lot of people who come to see our shows here see shows that are already established and have been solidified for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. Um, but this is something brand new. So what is, what's a different experience working in a world premiere play than a play that's already been written or performed before? Well, I think one thing is, is you don't have any preconceived notions. There isn't uh, a Broadway version of this where the, an iconic uh, actor has already done the role and so people are going to compare you know you've, you've got the opportunity to kind of do how you know really make it your own and there's nothing else there to compare it to so you can it gives you a lot more freedom I think as an actor yeah yeah no I would agree um, it's cool and slightly nerve-wracking like working with the author of the play because <laughs> it's like um because it's like you know I, I i really hope i'm bringing the character to life as he saw it while he was writing it um but then i can also get that feedback as i'm doing it like okay is this you know kind of what you were thinking and um yeah there's there's a lot of opportunity for experimentation and doing new stuff very cool. Now, Martin, have you been terrorizing them with rewrites and new pages every day? Uh, no. I promised them when we did the read-through <laughs> that I wouldn't do that. Um, I have directed my own work before, and I have worked with writers on original pieces before. Um, so I felt that terror of, oh, here comes rewrites. Why are they coming? Um, yes. I, I felt that so this one I just wanted to try to be a writer when I needed to be the writer and be the director when I needed to be the director and I think he did a very good job of that um, I will say this is partly just who I am but partly also influence of working with Michael I am very much a the script is the script kind mm-hmm. of person learn your damn lines Say that? You can. Um, <laughs> we have no rating um, on this podcast. One thing with Martin being there, sometimes one of them would flub something, and we'd be like, "Wait, no, that actually sounds better." Or it, they'd say it exactly as written, we'd be like, "Wait, that's kind of clunky," and we would change it on the fly, and it mm-hmm. was fine. So it was a little more flexible in that respect. Yep, yeah. which was mm-hmm. kind of fun. It does. It does allow that because I know there's actually a stage direction at the top of the show. That I looked at, and I finally, one day, I looked at Eric and went, get rid of it. That's bad writing. I don't know why it's there. <laughs> don't, be, don't do it. Um, which isn't something you get to do with anything that isn't brand spanking new, because you have to kind of stick to that. Uh, mm-hmm. The script is, you know, whatever the writer wanted. But, uh, yeah, so it, it does give that little bit of extra freedom to go, no, no, this doesn't work. Let's not do that, and let's try um, this. Because there's also an element to the show that isn't even in the script that we added in just through um, their motions and what they're doing with stuff. So we get to add a whole new dynamic that I didn't think of until literally I was buying props and we were discussing 
um, doing something at the end and me going, if I take this and this and put them together, right. what, what else can I do with that? Yeah. It's fun to play. You might say we found a deeper meaning. Yeah. <laughs> deeper meaning. Oh, Ooh, we brought that all the way back around. What a treat. <laughs> Um, I I really love hearing the relationship that you and Katie had working together. Um, And you both are very literary. Um, So what, what, what was that? Tell me a little bit more about that collaboration and what, what the rehearsal room was like. You can go ahead. Okay. Um, I I was very honored when Martin asked me to help out. Um, This is the first time that I've ever done this sort of position on a show. Um, I stage managed before, never assistant directed really. I like that level of involvement of being able to help with the characterization and set discussions and costume discussions, but also not be the one that's top dog in charge. Because um, <laughs> I enjoy that kind of deeper dive into things, which is one of the things I loved about his script, because I mean, yes, it's deeper meaning, but it really is playing into that. There are levels in this play, there are levels to the characters. It's a very short show. It's a 40 minute one act, but they're still nowhere near one dimensional. Like he did a great job fleshing out these characters, I think in the script, our actors are doing a fantastic job bringing them to life. Um, But I also feel like we, Martin and I met on a show where he had a smaller part and was also stage crew and then I was assistant stage manager. So we've had that relationship. Um, But I feel like we played really well together. There were some times at rehearsals that one of us would turn to the other and be like, we should try this thing? Yeah, that. And we were just (laughs) always on the same page. And it was really fun Mm -hmm. to do that. And Rachel and Eric are great performers. So they were always game to try new things, which I thought was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was great working with Katie. uh, Just because she did. She did. um, It was that moment of anywhere I knew I had faults, Katie was able to pick up those uh, pieces because I am not one who's going to sit there and take extensive notes as to what I'm doing for blocking. Um, I'm not. I mean, that's just not, not who I am. But it's good to have those notes. It's good to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I totally recognize that. And Katie is very good at, at doing that. Um, <laughs> and again, she was seeing stuff at the same time I was, or she was seeing stuff that I was overlooking, um, which is the other reason I definitely needed someone like Katie as the assistant director, because when you're so close to it, like I've been working with this script since 2009, that's a long time, it's really easy to like, yeah, I, I realized I needed to throw out something at the beginning that made no sense, but it's really easy for someone just to get so locked in to what their master idea has been that they're going to start doing stuff that makes absolutely no sense. And it's going to look really bad. And so I wanted to make sure if that happened, I had somebody in, as the assistant director. Because, you know, actors aren't really supposed to <laughs> tell you these things. <laughs> kind of what we're told as actors. Um, but I knew I needed an assistant director who, yeah, no, they're going to tell me. If this looks bad, they're just going to be like, oh, this looks bad. We need to change this. Um, or if this looks good, we need to keep it that way. Um, just, just to make sure everything flows uh, properly, and again, there is that dynamic that I can't just get so into what my original vision was, because from what my original vision was to what this is are two very drastically different things. Mm-hmm. And I feel as a writer, actor, and a director, that needs to happen when you're in this process of bringing something to life for the first time. If it looks exactly like the way you wrote it down on paper, 
you've done something wrong. Sure. Was there any point in in your journey where you had a difficulty letting something go? Um, for this one, no. This one was really pretty easy. Uh, Eric and Rachel did such a good job bringing things to life and knowing when. Because the script by itself is a very static play. Um, I didn't have a lot of dynamic movement in it um, just because it's two people having a conversation. It's so we had to insert all of that. You could easily just have two people sitting looking at each other talking, but that's boring. Who that's, wants to watch right. that? Mm-hmm. But at right. the same time, you don't want unmotivated movement because that's also kind of like, what are you doing? Exactly. So, but I think collectively we did a really good job of finding motivated movement that yeah keeps it yeah. not static. Right. Like you said. And that's the thing. That was that was one of the big things. And like I said, moving away from how it's written on the paper page to how it needs to be staged. That's the biggest difference is we needed to get them out of those chairs. We needed to go. We have 25 feet, I think, is the stage here. You would know more about that than I, I would. We are using it. <laughs> right, right. And we use it. We use what we've got um, because we have it and we can get our actors up and in that world, in that space. And again, it's, it is. It's finding the mo- motivation for why are you standing? Why are you going there? And making sure... Um, that we hold our audience's attention for 40 minutes. Because as much as I'd like to think my words can do that by itself, they can't. <laughs> and I know that. Um. On that note, one thing that is, I don't know, I think is kind of fun because I'm that kind of nerd is we have a lot of stuff on our set. And there's a lot of Easter eggs. I don't want to give them all away, but a couple of little things. For example, there is a certain picture on the stage that is actually the two actors that did the original yep. reading for nice. the show back when he was in college. Um, also, Martin has mentioned he went to UW Oshkosh, and people who pay attention will notice a nod to that somewhere on the stage. Yep. Uh, there is a picture of Professor Kinley and his wife, and since Eric and I are dating in real life, that's me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also his children, which actually yes. happened to be Rachel's younger brother. And somehow jived well with the other picture, so that was Right, that's awesome. Cool. <laughs> um, and that's, and there's other stuff that, like, you can go, like, if you're looking for deeper meaning and Every last little thing on that set. Which we're well, happy to debate with you. Yeah, I'm willing to debate anything. <laughs> um, so what I'm hearing is stay after the end of the night and talk to Martin. <laughs> Come and, chat with us. Yeah, and just just have a just a little chat, just a little chat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have no problem talking about it. Like I know I, you might be able to bring up stuff I haven't thought of. Just off of the stuff. Find more connections yeah. for us, folks. Right. Right. <laughs> off of all the random stuff I went. Oh, this looks good, and threw that on stage. Right. Um, <laughs> ask Rachel about her connections because she's the one that touches the most. I think. Nice. No. Yep. Uh, one one of the props on there is actually a little uh, trinket gift that we got after Murder by Misadventure. So there's a little. Well, is it another on one from the show that you and Eric and I met on? Odd Couple. Didn't that end up on there? The little oh, coin? yeah, the little yes. coin. Yep, yep, the coin. yep, yep. <laughs> there's, technically, there's technically a nod to both plays I directed in college on the set, plus all four shows I've done before this one. You're going to need, like, a worksheet or <laughs> something. Here's, here's <laughs> the funny thing. Surprise if someone finds a certain number. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, here's the thing. I didn't plan any of this out. I was just grabbing stuff sure. to populate the set. <laughs> and then I was looking at it one day at rehearsal going, well, there's this and this, and then there's this, this, that, huh, look at look at all of these random connections being uh, thrown together that uh, express so much more of what's going on. 
Yeah, Marvel movies got nothing on us. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. <laughs> uh, uh, one last question that I well, not maybe not the last question, the last serious question I want to ask you before we I ask you something a little fun but um this you said this is like 10 years in the making yep. um and least. you're all a part of that journey now of the show and uh lead, leading up to opening night what's what excites you about being part of this not final stage but the most recent stage of deeper meaning uh for me at this point it's just seeing what happens when, when an audience is here friday night um that that's where my mindset is i will probably be hiding in the bar but i'm really curious uh Kevin and I will support you yes there. we'll be there <laughs> yes, the audience the audience's reaction because i'm fine on stage i can perform in front of hundreds of people and i have no problem put something i wrote or i'm directing on stage i hate it <laughs> Um, for me, I mean, I, I already said I was honored that Martin asked me to participate, and I love playing with my friends. Like, that's half the reason that I'm involved in theater, so that's always a plus for me. But I'm just really excited in the broader sense about this whole world premiere Wisconsin project that's going on. Um, I know three playwrights who have shows premiering on Friday, uh, Martin with this production, also Elizabeth, who has the other one act that's premiering as part of the Tishmills Fringe Festival, and then also Mary Ellinger and her brother, um, with Play by Play wrote a show that is premiering at uh, St. Norbert in De Pere this Friday as well. And I just think this is such a phenomenal project. There have been so many amazing pieces of art that have debuted in the last couple months, and there's so many more amazing ones to come. And I'm really excited for this program in general and to see where it goes in the future because I think this is such an incredible thing to be doing and that theater is such a important part of life and it can express so much and I love that we're doing this in Wisconsin and I'm just really proud and excited to be a part of that. Uh, and I've never been, um, well, I guess not a lot of people are lucky enough to be a part of a world premiere, uh, but that's cool. But I've never gotten to um, work with somebody who it's their work, you know. Uh, I've worked with people who, you know, are maybe they're first-time directors or some people who have written things before but never the first time something's done by the person who actually wrote it you know there with you so this is really kind of a cool thing I mean I've been you know, doing theater for now 35 years so to, to be able to do something man I'm a lot older than I thought <laughs> so, so to do to have in after all this time it's a first for me, something that I've never done before. It's it's a cool experience. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Kind of backing off of that. Um, this I, this actually is the second time I've done a show that the author has written the first time it's done. But the first one was... Me too, I forgot that. But I yes, just yes. remembered that just now, actually. <laughs> this is my second premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first one was in high school, though, so it's, nice. it's a little bit different caliber, mm -hmm. but... Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just a really added bonus that it's part of the, you know, world premiere Wisconsin program that's going on. And, um, it's, it feels like I'm being a part of, part of a moment of history with this, you know? So it's absolutely, it's really cool. yeah. I'm so excited to see this, uh, show be realized on stage 
Because I do agree. I think this world premiere Wisconsin thing is such a cool, such a cool thing. And so much art is being brought out of it, which is amazing. Uh, before I let you guys go, I, it would be, it would behoove me to mention that three of the four people in this, in this production are making forced in debuts. I am keeping a tally. I've brought lots of people to the first. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, I'm, uh, this is such a quirky little building and a, and a fun little place to be. So I'm just, I'm just curious. Um, what is something cool or interesting that you've experienced here in this building that maybe you haven't experienced somewhere else? I've loved seeing the development. It is very different now than it was five years ago, and I mean that in a fantastic way. The development here has been beautiful, mm -hmm. and I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah, and I've been out here a number of times seeing shows that Katie's been in, or a couple times we came to uh, shows that you know people that we both know have been in, in out here. Uh, so one of the things uh, definitely as we took our tour here the other day uh, and we haven't because all of us are in from Green Bay we haven't really we haven't rehearsed out here at all so literally the other day when we were here for our, our first technical rehearsal was kind of the first time we had seen some of the behind the, the scenes areas and that and uh, I was told that oh you know there's some areas I, I was expecting a dressing room that was basically going to be the size of maybe a refrigerator box <laughs> that, that we would have to uh, okay you want to get in okay let's sneak past and you know and crap and it wasn't that bad there was actually a lot more room back there and everything that I thought so that uh, uh, that part was good so <laughs> <laughs> have you seen have you have you seen the equity the equity dressing room I put that in yes. air quotes yes <laughs> yes, like a separate yeah. <laughs> also known as the coldest dressing room. <laughs> I gotta say one kind of nice thing that I'm I'm not used to because most of the theaters that I've been involved in don't have a bar there that uh, you know being able to uh, have a, a drink to go with your uh, rehearsal or, or show or whatever that's that's not something you usually get so that's kind of cool. That is true. That is true. I also like because I've been here once before to see Wrinkle in Time, uh, so I only huh? <laughs> yes. Thanks. Uh, so I only really saw the bar and like the lounge and the theater area. Um, so getting to see like the backstage and all of this area, like where we're sitting, I didn't know existed up until Monday. Mm -hmm. um, just the expanse of what this place actually has for space, um, I thought was really cool. Yeah. I like it here. It's all right or whatever. <laughs> um, I think the coolest part, I've never performed in a theater that did any kind of like dinner kind of thing as well. So like there's the tables and stuff like that. So it's just a little bit of a different performance space. And I think it's it's really cool. It feels a little bit more intimate. And um, like they said, they have the bar and stuff like that. So I like it. It's yeah, cool. it's mm -hmm. a cool little place. And I'm really glad that you all are here. And uh, I'm so very excited to see your show. Thank you all so much for sharing your time with me today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks thank for you. Yeah, yeah. Thank and yeah, our world premiere and the other world premiere are pocketed together. They're in so the same pod. For those who want to see both, it's really easy to do. Yeah, <laughs> yep. and do it. Do it, friends. Get them tickets. Tickets can be purchased 
at www.forestin.org and you can also get your charcuterie boards, your small plated meals with that. Now, if you're buying tickets, you can either buy tickets at $20 per night or you can get an unlimited pass at $50, which is valid for any and all nights. I would recommend the unlimited pass so that you can come to both days and see both pods perform. Now, again, remember that there are alternating performance days. So the first pod, which again is on your shoulder, which is our premiere, Trailer Trash, and Deeper Meaning, which is our other world premiere, are performing Friday, May 19th, Sunday, May 21st, and Saturday, May 27th. And our second pod of shows, Edgar's Ghost, The Last Trip, and Actors Nightmare are performing Saturday, May 20th, Friday, May 26th, and Sunday, May 29th. Do not miss this Fringe Festival. It is going to be so spectacular, so unique, and offer something for everyone. So this is gonna be the perfect night out. And I cannot wait to see you at the Forest Inn. Thank you all so much for joining us on this episode, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye.